teach me to football? Here we'll teach you to football, won't we, caretaker? Yeah, I'll teach you anything. Just don't eat me. <laughs> down, Shrek! Down! Ladies and gentlemen, how the hell we doing? Monster Mangus here, recording live from the nation's capital. Coming off a one-week hiatus here, <clears throat> the boys are back at it to educate you and entertain you as always on everything that is sports and entertainment. So everything that you guys have missed, we're going to make sure to fill you in. Check us out on Instagram as well as Twitter. Wouldn't be able to do this alone, so let's meet the rest of the minds behind the movement. Coming to us live from Nashville, Tennessee, the idiot himself, Mr. Jernigan. How we doing? What's good, boys? Uh, just FYI, hope everyone out there had a had a blast of a Memorial Day weekend. Uh, sorry, you know we we skipped a week, but I'm sure everyone was uh, recovering. Things had to be things had to get done. Yeah. Now now that I say that out loud, it, it would have been nice to re- recover with a little podcast, you know, from your favorite <laughs> guys. But uh, we'll hook you up next year. Yeah, don't worry about us. We'll be back. Uh, you know, next up on the mic, who's going to entertain us a little bit tonight? Coming to us live from Richmond, Virginia. A uh, little defeated after the bees lost last night. Richmond. Tommy Lasagna, how we doing? Uh, yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm going to need everybody to say a prayer for Zinedine Ochara, who uh, took a puck directly off his jaw last night and shattered his lower jaw. Nice. Did not return, and the Bruins suffered from it. That's what they got fishbowls for, right, Harry? Well, that that cues that my, my transition. How we doing, kid? Welcome. Oh, we're doing good, boys. Uh, it's good to be back in the stew. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are all able to uh, drink some beers the other weekend and watch some sports and all that good stuff. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting back into this thing. Doing man things, this, you know. What is this beer you speak of? Yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> awesome, light, man. baby. I gotta, I gotta try some of that. A road soda. All right, let's kick it off. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. Um, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, what it do, baby boo? Sitting down in the stew with the baddest motherfucking crew. Joining me while I tell you what we're about to do. Oh, War- Warm ups as always. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a story. Uh, story time. I love story time. Playoffs. NHL, NBA, both going on, plagued with injuries. So we're going to talk to you about it, some other updates and more. Then we got us some banner. This is where things are going to get juicy, ladies and gentlemen. Talk a little bit about a potential NFL lockout, some up-and-coming UFC and boxing matches, as well as some other beautiful, beautiful stuff. So stick with us all the way till the very end, all the way till we wrap it up with buzzer beaters and shakes close us out with some music. So to warm us up here... Going to get your guys' thoughts after I uh, dive into a little story. So recently I found myself uh, craving a lobster roll. I said, you know what? What better place to get a lobster roll than at Luke's Lobster? So I ventured down to Georgetown where I don't venture much uh, because of all the Brads and the Chads and it's intern season for show. Uh, everything, everything was going just fine. Until this woman walked in, and she uh, proceeded to make weird moaning noises, like, mm, huh? mm, uh, mm. Uh, She then approached the counter and proceeded to say the following. I've never done this before. How does it work? I'm fucking sorry. How does a restaurant she, work? She's never eaten before? <laughs> How does food work? Um, I'm sorry, lady. You grab the tray at the back of the line, and you fucking slam yourself in the head with it. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I... I, I I don't know what it was that triggered me, but I've seen this a bunch where people are, like, sitting at restaurants, and they're like, I've never been here before. What's the deal? It's like, well, it's a restaurant. We serve food. You look at what you like. If there's a combination of shit that you like, you order it, So and you on, put it in your fucking mouth. On that note, I had the same sort of experience last night. Went out for a little ice cream after dinner with the lady, and we were next in line, and this couple proceeds to try, like, one of 30 fucking flavors the of different worst. kinds of ice cream. It's like, bro, you're 26 years old. I know <laughs> that when you go out for ice cream, it's you always get one of two options. I do it. She does it. We all do it. Stop acting like you want to get the fucking rum raisin when I know you're just going to go with the vanilla bean. 
My mans, if you don't know what flavor ice cream you want at 26 years old, 26 years on this motherfucking planet, and you don't know what you're picking when you walk up to the booth. That's what I'm saying, laugh. dude. You're the first to go. Take if a we laugh. got Yeah, if we need to cut down the population, first to go. On the Stay note home. of this, he's got to go. On the note <laughs> of this lady, uh, good rule of thumb, if you've never been to a fucking restaurant before, is when in doubt, just do what everyone else is doing. It's not. It's <laughs> right. not yeah, really that she hard. had four I'm, people order in front of her. Yeah, right. exactly. Or just <laughs> there, say there like, a line. There's no harm in doing like. There's also a giant board is, that says everything. <laughs> yeah, you could always be like, "What does everyone else get?" Or like, "What's the most popular thing here?" You know what I mean? There's no harm no, in that. Not even that. How does it work? <laughs> How does yeah. you? Uh, you tell me. What Quick you question. Want. I wish Gardner, I was there any suspicion? Gardner, was there any suspicion that this woman was on drugs? <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought well, so I'm for suspicious. a second, and then I just realized she was just like a corn-fed Midwesterner that was in Georgetown, and she like ventured into somewhere that was close enough to the sea that it was possible to eat seafood, and she was like, how does this work? Uh, it's fucking food, lady. You put it in your gullet, and you swallow it. <laughs> But we digress. So now that we're warmed up, let's kick right into it. Entertain and educate, as always. NHL and NBA playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, they are in full swing. Uh, Injuries have plagued uh, both of these sports and some of the biggest players in these sports. So we want to kind of break things down, uh, starting off here with the NHL. Uh, Tom's Boston Bruins are coming off of a loss, not only from losing Chara, uh, but taking a 4-2 to loss on home ice uh, to the Blues last night to tie the series at 2-2. to So a lot of things going on here. Uh, Want to break it down with you guys and hear your thoughts with uh, Chara out with the series tied heading back to St. Louis. Um, <clears throat> what are the other, odds? Other way around. Sorry, they're uh, they're heading back to they're heading back to Boston for Game Five, but correct. Uh, with that said, even with that said, the Blues are a very tough team to play on the road, or or at home, I should say. Um, but dude, without Chara, man, granted the guy's slow as fucking molasses on the ice. Yeah, but he's still you know he's still the leader. Uh, without uh, that's him, it's all fine and dandy when you're the width of the ice. That is a good point. <laughs> that guy's wingspan is scary. And the, Dude, the imagine being is, on like, the ice we with got, him. We got beat bad when he was gone. Like he just takes up so much room that you have to like game plan around the dude. Clearly, I mean, there's also, I mean, like it or not, even at that, even at the highest level, there is an intimidation factor that comes with a man who can skate at seven feet fucking tall. You know, like yeah. on on skates, this guy is nine feet tall. He is huge. Dude, so, if you ever watch Sedano. If you if yeah. you ever watch Zidane Chara fight videos, the guy just manhandles people. I mean, how could it's he literally not, you know like exactly he just holds their head and then just punches them with the other hand. Reach him. So even like Tom said clearly, yeah, they you have to play around him even if it's like you know clearly he's a, a fantastic fucking hockey player. I mean, he's been doing this shit for twenty years going on, and you know I think like, he's one of the whether one of the longest like, running players. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, it's like it's like a trick of the eye. Even even if he wasn't that great, he's still like mentally. When you see a man taking up that much space on the ice, you can't help but like subconsciously play around him. So yeah, he affects the game. I think for every second that he that he's on the ice, especially in the defensive zone, you know. But but so here's the here's the more kind of important question. You know, obviously Char aside, this is a you know this is a champion ship team they've been here the Bruins that is uh they're gonna obviously make adjustments to to fill that void um but with the series tied um with how far this kind of pendulum has swung I mean if we look at game one all the way until now we've had a serious deficit a tight game a serious deficit and then another tight game um I mean correct me if I'm wrong I think game three was seven two and and game one was five one right yeah. Something along uh, those lines? Yeah, something like that. I, I, so, think, I think it really just comes down to the Bruins being able to sort of counterpunch. Um, and Bruce Cassidy has done a great job of, of, of game planning and strategizing where, like, you know, Toronto took us seven games, and that was a chess match. And they were, they were similar to St. Louis in the sense that they're big and they're physical, but they're not very skilled. 
And then Carolina was the opposite, where they try and outskill you and, you know, be faster than you. And the Bruins can play that way, too. And St. Louis is sort of a mix of those two teams. And I know I said Bruins in four, but it's looking like Bruins in seven. Oh. Who, I mean, I mean, who has more to lose here? I mean, whose game is it to lose? Like, if we look at it, it's the Bruins. Well, Boston, Boston on paper is the better team. Like, better, you know, better overall players, better balanced team, better goaltender for sure. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I think everyone still expects Boston to to pull this out, especially with two home games left for them in the series. Uh, that being that, game five and game like seven. So, I yeah. got to tell you that the the more I look at it. <clears throat> And this is this could just be playing devil's advocate here, and also simply just for a hatred for Boston sports, but a um, little bit. But honestly, if you look at St. Louis and what you've just said, this is Boston's game to lose. St. Louis is, you know, we we posted that famous picture, you know, years back. There's there's obviously tension. Uh, you know, this is this is a rivalry that's been ignited. Um, the fan base has really gotten behind it, and honestly, like the momentum that I'm seeing from St. Louis, I, I honestly can see them pushing this, uh, like you said, to seven games. But I, I think from what we've seen from the back and forth, it's going to land in St. Louis's favor. Right. Well, they're, they're playing well, man. They're incredibly physical, um, which I think kind of throws Boston off their game a little bit. I mean, what they've been able to do to their, to Boston's first line is, is pretty, uh, remarkable. I mean, Boston's first line with uh, Marshawn, uh, uh, Patrice Bergeron, and, and I'm forgetting Bergeron. the last guy. I want to. It's not Pavelski. I'm forgetting the guy's name. But Pasternak. Uh, Pasternak. Thank you. Uh, I knew it started with the P. Uh, I mean, they're you know one of the best lines in hockey. Definitely the best line you know in the playoffs uh, or have been you know throughout the playoffs. And and they've been pretty pretty well ma- uh, contained so far. So. We'll see if St. Louis can keep that up. It's not easy to do. Who has, um, home, who has home ice advantage? The Bees. Boston, from this point out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, if I... If you if you look at it, I think... With the matchup that we've seen, the, the home ice advantage is obviously a huge factor that's going to play for Boston. But I, I don't know, man. I, um... I just think that, like you said, Chara isn't the whole team, but he's somebody who's been a huge presence for a while. He's he's mm-hmm. somebody that I think the team kind of circles around, and um, I think that's going to be a huge void that that St. Louis is going to take advantage of and penetrate. Yeah, and penetrate. And you, you uh, love getting circled around and penetrated, don't you? Boy? Circles and penetration, man. <laughs> yeah, so I can talk all day about. It. I can talk circles around it. <laughs> you, you love yeah, man. I mean, it's. Things. It sounds stupid, but this next game is, you know, is pivotal. Every game is pivotal, but you know, if, if St. Louis can find a way to win Game Five and go back to St. Louis, you know, with a chance to win serious. the cup, but it's, I mean, you know, holy shit! It would be, you know, hold be on to your fucking bus. Extremely sad to see, super sad to see Boston not not get a championship. You know, they've been waiting. Yeah, so long. honestly, I've been pulling for them all year. Extremely tough scene. <sighs> wow, 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 wow. Well, so Harry, to your point, if St. Louis wins this game. Um, obviously, you know, we, we posted about it, but game five more so than most are, are the most pivotal. Um, if St. Louis takes us, do they have a chance of taking the whole series? Oh, absolutely. Obviously that's a ridiculous question. Like, it's, you know, they're it, yeah. going up again. Yeah, absolutely, five. man. It, hockey's a, hockey's a momentum game. Uh, like, like most sports, like most team sports, uh, if they can pull out a win on the road in Boston and, and that dude, St. Louis is fan base and, and the crowd in that stadium has been out of Nuts. control uh they're Nuts. they're all they're all about it so uh but game six if they're up Boston. three two man i yeah no doubt in my mind that they could that they could you know win this thing in six games but your money's on boston regardless no because i would never put my money on boston <laughs> hypothetically speaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're the better um, team but you know what do you want yeah. me to say yeah yeah well yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, nonetheless, we'll obviously make sure to keep you guys posted. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see with that missing piece, uh, Chara being that piece, going into Game Five um, to see if the Blues can take take the lead on the series. But we can only pray, right, Thomas? That's right. Say your prayers. Say your prayers. All right, 
Well, uh, let's move over to the NBA playoffs here. Uh, we've got a tied series at one. Um, KD still out. Looney has just been uh, diagnosed with a broken collarbone, out indefinitely. Um, so again, as previously mentioned, big names uh, out. You know, additionally last night with Clay Thompson uh, leaving with a hamstring injury. We, we've got obviously some key components to these teams that are missing. So, Tom, how does it play out? Uh, I think you can't really bet on Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant was just ruled out tonight for Game 3. And the more this continues to linger, the more I question if he's ever going to be able to play in this series. Which brings me to Clay Thompson and what's going on with his hamstring injury. And he kind of... It, it's funny because he... You could tell he went up for a shot, and he came down, like, kicking his legs out, trying to draw contact, and he ended up tweaking his hamstring, didn't come back, limped Idiot. off the court. Idiot. And, <laughs> I mean, it's it's t- tough to say what the severity of it all is, but if, if Clay Thompson isn't 100%, without KD, that puts Steph Curry in a very bad position as, a, like, a, a smaller dude to the point where he's just going to get bodied. Like, if they stick Kawhi Leonard on Steph... Who's who's gonna win? Like who who who's gonna who's gonna be the guy on Golden State? Draymond? Honestly, I could guard Steph. That's what I mean. The dude's five foot <laughs> clown, <nothing. laughs> clown, clown. <laughs> I think you could do it. I have faith in you. Uh, yeah, dude. I think um, I think you're hundred percent right. There's like it, first if, of all, screw screw Draymond. Like I know you're listening to this, so fuck you, man. Yeah, it's uh, definitely <laughs> I, I'm I'm just as much sick and tired of him as I am of Drake and I was like just this close to, to rooting for Golden State uh, because of his shenanigans throughout this series but I um I don't see with KD with Clay both out um, I, I don't necessarily see it being done and, and over with but I don't think this is going to be an easy walk in the park for Golden State as they anticipated hell no no Especially, especially going home. Like obviously at Oracle, they're gonna they're gonna hold it down. But without those two players, Kawhi Leonard, what Kawhi Leonard is doing this postseason is phenomenal. He's just all over the court. He's making plays. He's hitting shots. Uh, I I'm blown away at him. I'm I'm blown away. I I was kind of a Kawhi doubter, honestly, at the beginning of the playoffs. Didn't think he could do it. Didn't think he wanted to be in Toronto. And I'm happy to eat my I words. Still don't I love think the he guy. Wants to be in Toronto. I love the guy. He maybe, but not. he's here to play. <laughs> he just sh- he just shuts his mouth and he balls. I so, love so that about him. How how detrimental is uh, this loony injury uh, out indefinitely? Uh, not not important. He, he he's just another body. The fact that yeah. it's compiled on top of all, everyone else is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, Boogie Cousins being kind of getting his groove back if you will is can be a big difference maker um you know because outside, of, outside time, of boogie man. like and, and i guess looney too but looney's not the same type of player like impact player but like outside of looney and, and boogie they're not that big of a team they're you know what i mean like no one's really that yeah that, they, that they kind have of body who can, get, too. who can get boards yeah and so if boogie can that's get his a, shit together i mean he played mom. 26 minutes last game and played well for for all of it, and yeah. uh, he can be a big difference maker. And if they win this tor- this this championship, uh, you know, he, I, he's going to have to be a big factor. And he, you know, very well could end up getting like MVP of the finals, which would be a pretty cool story. After. Can I can I put you on record with that now? Yeah, for sure. Boogie, Boogie Cousins, Cousins for MVP. Finals MVP. Also, just for the record, I'm not rooting for Golden State. There's fucking millions of Golden State fans in the city I live in. And uh, they all suck. So there's that. Shout out yeah. to our, shout out to our San Fran's crowd and all our listeners out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, th- yeah thanks yeah. for listening. But fuck your suck. team. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while we're on the topic of Kawhi, obviously, that's a fun name to say. Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi. One of those names I typed out, and I'm like, that can't be right. And I had to but, Google uh, it. <laughs> He's suing Nike. That'll be an easy battle um, for said claw logo. Uh, he states 
he uh, he created it. Now this is a guy that we posted uh, an interview of who said, "Tell us about yourself." And he said, "I'm a fun guy and I like basketball." So I'm having a bit <laughs> of a hard time believing that he he Tell was the mind behind this claw logo. Um, you know, but fuck, maybe he maybe he's just like a creative genius. Um, He's definitely sure as hell good at basketball, but um, I think he's going to lose this battle to Nike. I think we're not going to be reading much more articles about this. They'll probably just pay him, like, a couple mil and let that be that. That's probably what he's looking for. He's like, just throw me some bones for the fucking logo and you can keep it. Not that he fucking needs it. The guys are going to get a super max contract wherever he goes. Is he on a one-year deal with Toronto, or is one year left on his deal? Yeah. Or he's this gone. is well, his last he's, year? He's a UFA next year. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I thought. I will what say you, that the whole thing with the claw is fucking... Like, if you watch Kawhi, and the way he'll just, like, palm a basketball out of midair, it's kind of scary, his hand, to be honest. His hands are freakishly large. Dude, his shoulders are so broad. Brent's watching porn on his phone, by the way. Uh, his shoulders are just, like, <laughs> wi- like ridiculously wide. Like, he looks like a school bus. Oh, it's uh, crazy. But, but... If we're done here talking about Kawhi and the playoffs, I did want to quickly bring up our favorite individual of all time, LeBron James. Fuck you. Uh, but Thank I you. did I did see for this offseason news and update, um, the rumor mill has spat out information that the Lakers organization, if they whiff on free agency and in this trade market, that – uh, LeBron may walk away from the Lakers uh, earlier than anticipated. So it's yeah, because LeBron doesn't have a spine. Well, first of all, it's fucking it's fucking beautiful because he literally is just trying to go where he can go to create like a super team and win a championship, and it's just not working for him. So for us, at end of regulation, it's a fucking win. Um, but you know, with with the Lakers organization basically hanging by a thread, um, I don't really see them pulling together the team that lebron wants and they're, they're uh, gonna be fine dude they, I, I like if you look at the big names that are that we're approaching in terms of you know trade market and free agency um you know i i just don't really see any of these fucking players going to la i think it is cancerous like i, I think with the recent stepping i mean i i, I don't know no you know, not to you mention know the better. Spot. This year, it's all going to blow up, and LeBron is not leaving Los Angeles. He's going to give ownership a list of, like, three. It's going to be Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, James Harden are going to be the four names tossed around. KD? Madden. I think KD's going to New York. I think he's been set on New York. KD won't play with LeBron. That'll taint his legacy. Uh, You know, he wants to be opposite of LeBron. And so why not go to an Eastern Conference team? KD will end up somewhere in the East. He's going to get away from LeBron. That's But, dude, I think fucking KD going to New York is going to be just as detrimental to his career as playing with fucking LeBron. The, the Knicks are fucking trash, man, and leave it to yeah. them to, to fuck this recruiting process up and, and, and not picking up uh, a... a uh, the Knicks R- have, the Knicks have cap space or... for two... Like whatever super max contracts, they are gonna be fine. They ideally have the ability to pick up RJ, KD, and potentially one other individual. And I guarantee you, maybe we get one. Fucking maybe. I hope they sign John Wall. <laughs> Scrub. That would that would be a New York move. Yeah, exactly. Let's bring I was gonna back say, you the John that. Wall, man. We'll see what happens, but. I think I think KD's going to Knicks. LeBron's not going anywhere. All right. Well, I just wanted to throw it out there. Hear your thoughts. How are those old stale beers? Are they treating you all right? No, they're they're actually not expired. They're just Coors Light, so they're what, gross. What what year is it? Yeah, water doesn't expire, Tom. August nineteen nineteen. <laughs> oh, what a great year! Fine, that's a fine year. So yeah, I Dude. thought it was stale, but it just tastes bad because it's Coors no. You're Light. just drinking dirty trash water. Wow, crazy how those beers expire on four twenty. Dude, uh, crazy. August 20, is the eighth month of the year. Um. All right. Well, I think you know. 
with how fucking funny we got, you know, we, we've been, uh, we might as well just jump into some banner here. We've wrapped up the uh, sports segment. Um, well, funnily enough, sports are involved in our banner. <laughs> Joke's on you. So, um, got him. Fight night. That's the title of this uh, this little blurb here. We got Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz Jr. We're also going to talk to Beeb and Dusty Poirier, so, uh, Dustin Poirier. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. Talking boxing, USC. I know that the Anthony Joshua fight and the Ruiz Jr. is old, but it's not old enough because a rematch has already been decided for either December or November, I believe. Yep. So. Uh, we're jumping right fucking back into it. Um, Want to hear from so, you guys? So there was a so the rematch hasn't been set per se. There was a clause in the contract that allowed for a rematch, and so apparently the promoting or promoters have triggered that that clause to have a rematch. Essentially, looking like end of this year. Um, you know, I didn't watch the fight. I saw the highlights. It's pretty much all you needed to see. At the end of the day, man. Anthony Joshua, you know, this guy kind of filled in last minute, Anthony Ruiz, and, and Anthony Joshua probably looked at a picture of this guy and was like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, you know, no shot this fat, short Spanish guy is going to come in and beat me. And so he just completely overlooked him um, and, and was like, whatever. Mexican. I'll, I'll, whatever. I'm trying yeah. to politically correct Put some respect bitch. on the first heavyweight Mexican champion of the world's name. In Trump's America. How fucking pissed do you think he was this morning <laughs> or on sunday morning <laughs> but well to, yeah, oh to be God. fair joshua was british so it's like true what are you guys no, doing here but so but in all honesty and in, in all seriousness to your point harrison this is a gold medal olympian he undefeated heavyweight the, champion undefeated he's a a product of hercules himself chiseling him from fucking granite i mean you look at this guy whether you're homosexual or heterosexual, you're saying this is a <laughs> damn good-looking man. And he has the physique that looks like if he hit you in the face, your head would just explode with confetti. Yeah. And he went up against the equivalent of Chris Farley in the ring, and he lost. And here's my thing. and I know that you guys were talking about it a little bit earlier, that in this rematch, Joshua is just going to decimate smog on this fool but I disagree I don't think that he's going to win because there's no way Joshua is going to allow these next several months to, to linger over him he's going to be training every day and thinking about it it's going to be like PTSD but I think he's going to give him a run for his money I really do this guy isn't like a scrub he's got a bunch of fights under his belt um, and 30, clearly, 34 and 1 professional record He's clearly shown that he can take punches, and he jumped in. I mean, dude, this is like a – I think we were talking about this last episode with the over in Brazil with that fight. They put that poor kid in who just should not have been there, and he ended up with, like, just destroyed face, just fractures all over his face. He shouldn't have been there. And this is, like, what people expected. That's why it was, like, what, plus 1,100 odds? Yeah. And shut up. Fucking, shut up, Capric Place. And he fucking won. And it wasn't like he stepped into a bad punch. Like – he genuinely boxed to his ability and, and fared well, and he fucking won. It's true. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the guy. Props to him. His life's about to change immensely. Like, the amount of money. So big. Even fame. if he does get killed next match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm assuming his next match will be that rematch. Um, but, but that, I mean, nothing the day, man. Joshua, like, the, he's taller, he's stronger. He's a better athlete, better boxer. I mean, not to take anything. Ruiz can box, but Joshua, yeah. for whatever reason, kept you know he's got the the height advantage. And when you when you've got the height advantage, you really want to keep your distance uh, because you can, and because you can still reach him, and he can't reach you. And and for whatever reason, he kept kind of like coming into Ruiz and just putting up his guard. And Ruiz, you know, would throw a couple punches, catch him on the side of the head, and you know if you cut you know if you get enough of those punches. You know, it's gonna it's gonna fuck you up. It's it's gonna mess yeah, up man. your cranium, and and uh, it's exactly it's like what happened. Bean. Yeah, I mean that that guy just threw. I mean, if you got into his box, he would ring your clock. He would fucking unleash fury, and and you know, props to him for having the endurance to throw that many punches in that short yeah, span dude. and still have the energy to keep going. Man, I would, 
I mean, fuck. I, if I, I mean, you this know. this guy, not to take away again, like you said, from what he did, he looks like he has been sitting on a couch in his front yard with his feet in a baby pool, eating <laughs> hot pockets and ripping fucking cigarettes. Like he is now <laughs> Tell us how going you really down feel. in going down in heavyweight history. And big, I mean, all that big... is. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, all that is like why I think Joshua is going to come out in this rematch and just. Like clobber him, like, but if you, you think th- it's it, going to be a round one KO? Just that's the, what I the, think. The extent of this upset, I don't know about a round one KO, but like Joshua needs to knock this dude out to, for himself because now everybody's looking at him like, oh, you were dodging Wilder, you didn't want to get in the ring with Wilder because you know you gotta, you know, you you can't you can't compete with that. Now he sure as shit doesn't want to. And well, now and now Wilder flipped the script and he's like, I told you. Like, it was him, not me. And now Joshua needs to go out and make a statement that, you know, I, I, took, I took this fight off or, or whatever, but this is who I am. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm excited to, to see when this date uh, gets locked in. Hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later, but we'll obviously be covering yeah. it. Shout out um, to boxing for getting back into the news, you know. Boxing, Seriously, man. Boxing used to be the thing. It was baseball and boxing. Better times. Was back in the good old days. Sim- simpler times. <laughs> I, I'm all about it. Well, um, in the world of fighting, we're going to transition over to the UFC. Uh, recent news came out uh, per Dana White that there is a Khabib DP UFC lightweight title that has officially been set for September 7, 2019 in Abu Dhabi. We got a bunch of fun stuff we're saying tonight. Kawaii, Kawaii, Abu Dhabi. Uh, so, big, big fucking fight here. Um, Khabib obviously coming off of the notorious shenanigans that took place against Conor McGregor. Um, I, I, I know that you had mentioned this was gonna, this was a good card. Um, I, I just don't really see somebody taking down Khabib at this point. I think that he is at the peak of his career. Um, not that he's going downhill anytime soon, but that he's just in a place right now where I don't think he's going to lose. I mean, he's a he's a vicious monster in the ring. Like he's just a different beast. Nobody, I don't think anybody can compete with him wrestling wise in the UFC. It should be a good match though. Poirier is a he's a legit fighter. Yeah, he's oh, no, 100%. been fighting. He's been he's been you know fighting very well um, in the past year or so. Uh, I think there was a there was a, a phase where he kind of was you know losing a couple matches here and there, but uh, he's been fighting really well as of late. And I think it'll be a tough match, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I gotta imagine Khabib during the suspension has been training every single day, fighting like a freak, fucking bears because that's all he knows how to do. You know what I mean? Like that's. He wakes up in the morning and, and we're like, ah, oh, fuck, it's another you know fucking day. I got to go to work. He's like, I'm going to go wrestle because that's what I fucking want to do. You know, what I, like it, it, it's interesting because, you know, the that's what makes the UFC so freaking awesome and unique is, you know, somebody like Dustin is, you know, like you said, he's, he's had a, a bit of a rocky, you know, last couple of fights but in general i mean he's considered one of the elite lightweight you know fighters in the Mm -hmm. ufc um and correct me if i'm wrong but his style is more of of a striking style as opposed to a ground game oh yeah and you know it'll be interesting obviously similar with connor you know boxing background but um the problem is 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 you need to find somebody that can avoid the getting taken to the fucking ground and and that's just where he reigns supreme and if you can't figure out a way to adapt or uh you know figure that shit out Khabib's just gonna fucking choke you yeah. out your eyeballs are gonna bulge out of kill you. or be killed bro yeah that, I, mean, I mean we can we can I, all agree Khabib, like Khabib style fighting Khabib style fighting is the most boring style fighting arguably in the yeah. UFC yeah and if if you need like a good a good fight go check out uh, Poirier's last fight against Max Holloway is a five-round bloodbath that he won decision uh, via unanimous decision, I should say. Uh, 
and that's where I, you know, I can see him kind of stunning Khabib. Where I the Connor fight, Connor is always going to be, you know, flashy and do he tries to make you overthink the ring. Poirier is just out there like striking. He he can trade with the best of them, and if he can stay on his feet. Then yeah, I think he can definitely. Well, be we've Khabib. seen Khabib take blows from strikers, and you know, obviously, it's boring. And the ground game, if you can avoid it, is a benefit to you as a fighter. But at the end of the day, this is a just fucking meat stick of a Russian. Who I mean, not Russian, sorry, Chechnyan. Um, who I just think can take more of a of a of a beating than we've seen. And versus, uh, you know, a DP, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking really excited for it, and obviously yeah. we'll be covering it. But um, I don't know. Khabib just seems like he's, he's got so much pent up anger from the the leftover shit that was, you know, left on the table from the Connor fight. And I think yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with the guy skulls. right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see yeah, in red, dude. Obviously. I mean, I I think Brent could could kind of probably bare knuckle fights with him a little bit, but if I had to pick one of us to fight him, I would pick Brent. Yeah, me too. Uh, I would pick me too. I just would want to see it more than anything. <laughs> Always oh, bet on yourself. Oh, I'm glad, Brent. I'm glad. Uh, all right, well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about like the your biggest fears imaginable, because because ours is missing out on an entire NFL season, uh, and we are unfortunately potentially faced with a 2020 lockout. Uh, and so here are the details quick before we dive into it. NF, uh, NFLPA, National Football League Players Association, Executive Director DeMaurice Smith, I believe I'm saying that right. I guarantee you I'm killing the Smith part. Um, sent out an email <laughs> advising all NFL agents to advise their clients to, uh, to save money obviously insinuating that there is a potential lockout uh, looming. So wanted to hear from you guys what your thoughts are uh, of the potential of this happening, why this is happening, so that we can educate, um, seeing as we've already entertained, and I'll kick it over to you guys. First and foremost, I hope hope Pac-Man Jones Jones got that email. Because uh, I have a feeling that that guy blows through money like fucking Chris Johnson. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think there will be a lockout. The sport's way too popular for that to happen. Ultimately, they'll come I to mean, an agreement. Playing, playing already... devil's advocate, they've seen a fucking huge dip in viewership, to be honest. So, But at the same time, they're also – I mean, they're already having talks ongoing. And we're, you know, we're 18 months away from, from 2020. So – yeah, um, you know, they're. I, th- I have faith that they'll get it ironed out. Um, I guess the biggest thing, obviously, would be, you know, and I guess I'll ask your opinions on this. Let's say they do cut the preseason to two games and extend the regular season. You know, that changes the way everyone's going to want to be paid. Like, are the owners going to be willing to do that? You know, that's there are really three parties involved. You know, the the NFL from a brand standpoint and a, a money making corporation. Also, of course, the owners who would love to make more money by playing more football games, but then, of course, the players are its well within their right to hold out and say, well, you know, I want two more games worth of compensation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's fair. But at the same time, a lot, of, a lot of players, I think, are against the preseason because it's just more opportunity for injury. Um, you're not really, you know, you don't play. The good players don't play in three out of the four games. And, and I think that the players, to an extent, would also enjoy a couple extra games because they would also make more money. Um, I think it's beneficial, but I'm I don't really know where that number falls in terms of like contract money and who who's going to make what. So I, I think there's going to be a little pushback from the players, and uh, there is one topic of interest that the players are pushing hard for that may or may not be the deal breaker. Any any guesses as to what what that is? Stay off the weed. Stay <laughs> off the weed. The weed. The weed. And using the weed in the regular season 
whenever they want for injury purposes, which I think is fair because they, they have a good point when they're like, I don't want to take this you know laundry list of painkillers where I can just smoke a joint after practice and feel good. And here's I the also thing. smoke weed for injury purposes. <laughs> it's, it's purely medicinal. Look it up. I have a prescription, okay? I have glaucoma. Uh, I have anorexia. I don't know. Um, like, here's the thing. If they are not producing and they're smoking pot, it's fucking simple. They have a contract. They're an employee. Fire them. But if they are producing and they are smoking de Chiba, who the fuck cares? And if it if it makes the more money, meaning they can play more games simply because they can puff, puff, and pass, then who fucking cares? Exactly. I think I think they're also concerned with the negative image, where like you're you're gonna get a handful of players that in the off season are just gonna be posting videos of like the fattest blunts, just like pounds and pounds. And that's of what weed. they want to avoid. Obviously, is that image that that reputation. All all I'm saying is, if this gets passed and the players can smoke weed, the Patriots and Josh Gordon are gonna win like four more rings before Brady retires. <laughs> so, but in okay, so in, in all honesty, though. Um, with what Brent had brought up, you know, if they extend this season, uh, more games, more money, I genuinely, genuinely believe that there is potential for a lockout. Already seeing the the current state and environment uh, of the players' association and just like how pissed off they are with current paychecks and wanting to be paid more than anybody else and everybody wanting to one up each other. If they're not willing to dish that out, which I don't, to answer your question, I don't think the fucking owners are willing to dish out more money. No way Robert Kraft is fucking writing a larger check. He's got hand jobs to get in Florida, <laughs> so he's got to pay for those. Um, and the lawyers. I, I think it's I think it's truly a potential risk. Um, you've got a lot of pissed off players that are risking more than just you know money that you know they're risking their fucking sanity their brains their bodies um you know and if the the marijuana thing's not passed and they're extending the season or whatever it may be and they're not getting paid more money for sure shit they're gonna go on yeah. strike i think uh i don't know i'm just thinking of solutions here what if they met middle ground you know 18 games whatever don't really care about the length of the season uh and and okay it's cbd i mean the way i think about it professional golfers get to use cbd on the course during a tournament i'm talking to you phil mickelson uh then i think it'd be really? okay for nfl players to do it as I well i didn't know that you can do that shit that's pretty legendary Dude, phil, phil Gol- literally took, always I, been one step ahead of everybody you know those drops it's like comes in like a, it looks like a medicine bottle and it's got that little like syringe thing yeah, yeah I know little tinctures no i've never seen he's him before doing, <laughs> he was doing that like yeah exactly he was doing that middle of the round at, at I think it was the Masters or whatever it was. Good for him. You know, you got you've got beer, cigarettes, dip, and now CBD and golf. Like these guys just get it. That's yeah, why I love. Yeah. Phil. I, looks can, like I'm going pro. Can you I, I, imagine <laughs> watching like watching fucking you know Chara just on the bench ripping a butt? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I stand think true to my to. statement that Phil Mickelson is the blue collar John Daly. Whoa. Okay, I actually agree with that. That guy is like new money white trash. <laughs> oh, Phil or Daly? Da- Daly's I white mean, trash. Yeah, I mean both of them are genuine white trash, but they're both also heavy Daly's gambling old- addicts. Yeah, 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 right. uh, yeah. Back to the topic at hand here. What's going to happen is the NFL is going to go on lockout, and Vince McMahon, his his intro music is going to cue, and here comes the XFL every Sunday throughout the season. Forget the lockout. Well, you have to smoke. It's XFL. <laughs> yeah, you're required to play under the influence. Too the bad the, the AAF fucking failed because this would have been like the perfect timing for them. You know, like they were hoping for just like a six month push. Yeah, f- three or four guys lost three or four million dollars each on that. Uh, when when the NFL does legalize the use of marijuana, there's gonna it'll be like a new distinction for the Hall of Fame. Like, like you know, like today. Everyone talks about like oh pre-merger, you know, like this was when the AFL and NFL were two separate leagues. People will be like, Josh Gordon would have been the best football player of all time if 
you know, yeah, he could but smoke. He, too, too, too bad he was in the pre-weed era. You know, like <laughs> Josh, Josh Gordon would have been the best player of all time in the weed yeah. NFL era. So, so my my thing that I'm I'm going to ask you guys is why why stop there, right? Like, why not put Saquon cocaine. Barkley on cocaine? <laughs> like, talk about touchdowns. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't want to see any deaths by any defensive players. No, 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 no. Well, he, yeah. that that dude on cocaine, he'd probably kill a man. Yeah, Damian Harris, uh, Harrison on fucking co, he'd rip someone's head off. Um, all right, let's move on here. Uh, future of in retainment. You all are probably wondering what the hell do I do with my life now that Game of Thrones is over. Quite frankly, I'm fucking sick and tired of it. It's over. It's done with. Let's move on. You can go back and watch it. That's the beauty of Netflix um, or HBO. Sorry. Um, that was a nice rendition. Yeah, yeah, but uh. We, we've got the solution for you guys. So entertainment news, what to look forward to. I threw a couple things in here before we kick off some upcoming movies that we're going to talk about. Um, but one, Chernobyl. Must go and watch it. Uh, 100%. Freaking unbelievable. Has done unbelievably well in terms of following up with that void from Game of Thrones. Very much so a different story, but um, amazing shit. KGB. Scares the fuck Dude, out of me. Dude, I didn't, I didn't, not to harp on it too, for too long, but I didn't realize, I mean, I knew about what Chernobyl was and everything like that. I didn't realize, like, how close that was to being, like, a fucking catastrophe. World, world uh, fucking I, catastrophe. I, mean, I think I, it was a catastrophe. I think it was, yeah. No, 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 but, no. But, I'm but talking about, like, catastrophe. like, it affected, like. The actor was supposed to drop into the fucking water source to get into the Black Sea that then was going to affect the masses of the rest like, of like, the world. A, like, like, it would have affected, like, 100 million people versus what it really affected which which was probably like 500,000 100,000 something million. yeah um but what's crazy is that like they they built that fucking sarcophagus over it and that broke which kicked up more like graphite and radiation dust it's like the shit never ends and there are people who stayed there you want to talk about crazy motherfuckers like that's where Khabib's fa- like Khabib came from Chernobyl probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy there there are people who go there today Oh, I just know. To, like, seek it out. Like tourism. It's like, oh, cool. Hey, little radiation poisoning. Why yeah, not? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. not safe for at least another thousand years. Um, longer, longer than that. It's gonna take tens of thousands of years. Yeah, that's that's okay. they yeah. said they said fifty thousand plus years before it was stable again. No, thank you. Yeah, I'll no, still thanks. be alive then, thankfully. Um, <laughs> hands my CBD droplets. Hand, Handmaid's Tale and Stranger Things also to drop. Uh, new seasons <laughs> coming up this summer. Um, make sure you go check those out. Both super funky. Believe you will enjoy them. But more importantly, we've got a what do the kids say? Just absolute lit lineup here of upcoming movies. We got The Lion King, Ferrari vs Ford, Tour Story Four. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, It, Chapter 2, Doses, The Joker, uh, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So, like, that is right there as somebody who goes to movies quite frequently is, like, a, a, a wet dream. Um, but but I want to hear from you guys. What what are you most excited about out of this lineup? Fucking Tarantino, uh, man. I'm all, yeah, all in on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also, I'm a sheep for anything Christian Bale is in, so Ferrari versus Ford has me. And then, of course, uh, Toy Story 4. If you aren't a Toy Story fan, please sign off. Yeah. Have you guys seen the preview for Ferrari versus Ford? Yeah, I just no, I don't even know what night. this is about. It looks badass. It is incredible. Matt Damon plays uh, Shelby Ford, I believe, right, is his name? I don't, I, <clears throat> where's the Southern boy? You probably know this. Um and he basically it's a story about him competing against Ferrari for for the fastest american made car um and does the shelby cobra fuck or what i yeah, mean brother. dude gone in 60 seconds like <laughs> eleanor eleanor the the... dude Oof, freaking that, eleanor <laughs> that movie that movie is fucking all time i will say um, i i am excited about the joker but I'm a little skeptical, similar with, with how I am with The Lion King. Um, a, Heath Ledger. You can't, you can't top perfection. Fucking go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just can't. And in a world of, of remakes uh, and clearly a lack of originality or creativity, 
Um, I hope they just – I genuinely hope they don't fuck it up. The Lion yeah. King is truly the greatest film of all time. Greatest the fucking one thing Broadway. I'm out on, I would agree on that. One thing I'm out on is uh, Star Wars. I, I I'm like done, those dude. too much to uh, – I just know that it's a money pit, dude. Like it's like, I know you're a fan gardener of all of the, uh, the Avengers movies, but like I knew ten years ago if I kept going to Avengers movies, I would never fucking stop because they're not gonna stop. And that's where Star Wars is now. The yeah. rise of Skywalker. Get the fuck out of here. But but you know? that was expected because there are billions of comics. There aren't billions of Star Wars. But you know what I mean? Like good point. At this point, they're just making this shit up. It's like yeah, the last I'm season of idiot. Game of Thrones. They don't yeah. have anything to go off. They're just like, you know what? We're dealing Here's with another a shitty story. Yeah, we're with dealing with a movies. dumb fucking demographic. Let's just throw a bunch of lightsabers out there with better cinematography and CGI. People will go. Uh, on on that note, I'm really looking forward to the Star Wars movie coming out in December. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. Bit of an, you bit of, suck. I dude, I, I I watched all the originals. All the originals are great so did movies. We. I just, and they're I, fucking amazing. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna be suckered in every time Bleh. there's a new one. I'll go see it. Um, yeah, you fucking conformist. Uh, I don't know if you guys didn't. Saw the first... Didn't you, Harrison, and I go see a Star Wars movie on the premiere day in New York? Yeah, dude. I'm not proud of it. Yeah, all right, possible. <laughs> we went on premiere day and we sat in the very front row. That was terrible. Yeah. Well, it was also. I mean, we were. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So <laughs> excited about it all. Uh, I don't know if you guys did catch it, the, the first one, but I am stoked for two. I think it's going to be incredible. Uh, I'm a big fan of horror movies. They don't make many good ones anymore. Like, throwback to fucking Hills Have Eyes. That thing made me shit my pants, you know? Like, they don't that make them like that anymore. Me. They don't make them like it anymore. But it it put a little bit of a shake in my pants. It wasn't, it, like, at times I laughed, but then I think about it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is a clown that bites children's heads off. So it's it's a little bit real. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up here. Um... I have just one last thing that I wanted to address, which was something that I came across. Uh, as you guys know, we run an Instagram and a podcast, so I'm on social media frequently. I've come to uh, to realize that we've got some, some Insta fakes up in this piece, and there are Insta hoes that are labeling themselves as artists uh, in their Instagram bios. And, I, and I'm not being sexist or misogynistic. I'm talking about straight-up chicks that are posting, like, starfish pictures. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. But it, it's graphic stuff, and, you know, I get it. The, the woman's body is beautiful, and use that to your advantage. But let's not go so far as to say that you're an artist, you know? Like, Mia Khalifa doesn't yes. call herself an artist. I think she does. She's an actress. I think she calls herself a porn star or an actress. She's an actress. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Just because just you've got a, a nice ass that, you know, may or may not have had plastic surgery done to it does not make you an artist. Just because well, you have someone who takes pictures. Work of art. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't, that doesn't mean you made it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I, I just wanted to, to highlight that because uh, – Let's 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 try to have some authenticity in a world of fucking fakeness. Like, let's just label it as it is. We're happy that you're on there. We want to enjoy it, but don't lie to us. I mean, there are kids on Instagram. They don't need to think that like being an artist means showing your boobies. All right, let's let them figure that out after they've gotten daddy issues and failed in life. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's all we got here for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to get that off my chest there. Um, Harrison, let's close things out here for these fine people. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, quick update in sports, soccer-related. Uh, Champions League final was this past Saturday. I don't know what that date was. May 31st, maybe. Um, and uh, whatever, whatever day and year it is. Uh, and Liverpool... Uh, the team that lost the uh, English Premier League beat Tottenham 2 nothing to take home the uh, Champions League trophy, uh, making them the champions of Europe soccer. And I uh, thought that was pretty cool. They won 2 nothing. You know, Mo Salah, uh, who's, if you haven't heard of him, you probably live in a box. Uh, 
scored a penalty in the 11th minute, and they pretty much just held on until the 87th when Divac Origi, who's from... Oh, shit, I just forgot the name of the country. They had some swag... Oh, Nigeria. They had this fucking swag-ass kits jerseys last time at the World Cup, if you remember correctly. Uh, scored oh, in yeah. the 87th Dude, to take Dude, they should have pulled league. up in those white Gucci's and that... Yeah, oh, yeah. Straight out of Wakanda. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. Down, down. <laughs> Watch yourself. Oh, anyways, a excited there. Anyways, that's what I got from my buzz reader. Liverpool Champions League champions. Good stuff. Well, uh, Tommy Tits, take us away, kid. I'm gonna swing it back to Fight Night or uh, UFC 238 this weekend, I should say. Uh, the The main card is pretty stacked, um, but the fight that I'm highlighting is Donald Cerrone and Tony Ferguson. Uh, it should be a bloodbath by all means. Cerrone has been on a, a two or three fight win streak. Uh, El Cocoyo on the other side has been dealing with an injury. Hasn't fought in like eight months, but he's coming back. They both want blood. They both want a title shot. Um, I can't wait. And I think the winner of this is going to get the winner of the Khabib fight. So this is equally as important as the Khabib fight will be coming up. Tune in. Tune in. Tommy, Harry, appreciate it. Gentlemen, fellow plebeians, minions, peasants, lords, kings, all of you, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. If you're not already, please make sure to go check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It is our lifeblood. We want to make sure that we can change the industry one post at a time as well as one episode at a time. So do go subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, if nothing else, so that you can stay up to date and not be that loser in the office who knows nothing. Brent, close us out. Uh, Yes, sir. Pretty important little day here. Uh, On this day, June 4, 1984, uh, the boss, Bruce Springsteen, uh, released the infamous album, Born in the USA. So, there you go. See you later. Later.